Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. It's Monday, January the 30th. Another happy Monday. I'm Tony Haggerty at a Haggerty 10 Twitter handle, as you can see. And I'm joined today by Aidan McDonald at Aidan C. McDonald. Good morning, Aidan. How are you doing? I'm good, Tony. How are you? Good, good, good. Good weekend, sir. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Obviously, the result on Sunday kind of topped that off and helped it sort of tackle on nicely. But yeah, no, good. Say about yourself. Yes, indeed. It's always result dependent, isn't it, Aidan? I always say that That's... before the weekend. It's always result dependent, but we'll get to Dundee United nil, Celtic 2, Tannadice Celtic maintaining their nine-point lead at the top of the Scottish Premiership table. Get to that in a second. First and foremost, we do our housekeeping and we like to tell you that we have a deal and it's the penultimate day of this deal, guys. If you want to take advantage of it, it's the offer. You subscribe to the Celtic Way website. Cost you a pound for four months of unlimited access to everything that we do. But if you're a new subscriber, if I meet you, Eden, if a new subscriber, you also get a free A3 Callum McGregor print by popular artist made by Frankie. You can see it on the screen there. It's all for the click of a button. You can join us, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Penultimate day this deal, guys, so take advantage of it. It's been very popular as well, hasn't it, Aidan? Yeah, we've had sort of good sign-up and engagement so far, so definitely get yourself involved if you haven't already. Obviously, as well as the print, uh, your phone one sort of for a pound will get you access to big interviews also conducted by yourself, Tony and uh, Sean occasionally. Uh, tactical pieces that uh, we've got one coming up soon, uh, looking at sort of Celtic best midfield three. We've also got uh, feature pieces, etc., and then also uh, colour pieces from yourself, Tony, uh, which is up in the site today, uh, just, you know, giving your thoughts on the Dundee United game. So get yourself involved if you haven't already. Excellent. And we also say thank you to our sponsors, Seneca Medical Group and the Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group and Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments and you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. Now, Aidan, 2-0 win for Celtic yesterday. I, I guess the scoreline maybe didn't reflect the dominance of Celtic because even in the first half, lots of people said they were struggling but I actually thought they played quite well. Just very unlucky not to put the ball in the net. And then six minutes after the break, Jota scores a wonderful header from an Aaron Moy cross. And then Aaron Moy scores from the penalty spot to make it three out of three, Eden, from the spot for Aaron Moy. But I think that was a reflection. You said two best players in the part for me. I actually had Jota as my man of the match. Lots of people said Aaron Moy tossing the coin job, to be fair. But uh, yeah, another decent result, Eden. Another good three points. And the countdown towards the end of the season. Yeah, overall it was it was a pretty good performance. I do agree with you, Tony. In the first half, Celtic played quite well. They just couldn't get that opening goal. And then, of course, uh, as has been the case many times this season, particularly domestically, when Celtic score once, they'll score again quite quickly. And that was what happened. And there could have been a few more as well. I'm sure we'll probably go on to talk about individual chances. But Maida had a few yeah. opportunities. Uh, I know we'll maybe speak about a particular one, but it pretty, would have pretty much been the last kick of the game. But yeah, there could have been a few more goals, but at the end of the day, it was a, a decent enough performance and they got the three points, which was all that mattered, I think, in the end. Yeah, I have to 
single out Jota's performance. He likes playing against Dundee United for some reason, Jota, but... As he does his record, excellent. <laughs> I thought from the off yesterday, he was just he was just in the mood, wasn't he? And he, he did a lot in a creative sense for Celtic and deserved his goal, but he's, his header's a thing of beauty, Aidan. What a header. Yeah, I don't really know how uh, he's managed that. See, when you obviously see the sort of camera angles and like not even behind the goal, but like the side of the goal, like facing the sort of goal line, like uh, side on, that it's even more bizarre that he's actually managed to stick it in from there. I, I don't know how he's done it because it, it just looks like such a hard finish. And it was Moy obviously did kind of float the cross in, but it was a good bit of sort of power on the cross as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like somebody kind of just chipped it up in front of him, so he had to <laughs> had to direct it on it. A genuinely a phenomenal header. Uh, I don't know how he's managed to do it. And I was watching back the highlights sort of last night through sports scene and that, etc. And uh, yeah, every time you see it, it just kind of looks better. Yeah. <laughs> Comment from Derek Crawford here: the angle was ridiculous. It was, but I was laughing at Jota's celebration because it was all very much. Well, it's what I do, isn't it? You know, <laughs> the special players, you know. So, and other people saying that the Dundee United keeper Burigiti had made a mess of it and maybe misjudged it. But yeah, he probably did misjudge it for the cross. I would agree with that. But even though he was kind of out of position, it, it didn't really matter that the goalie was sort of flapping a bit because the angle was still really, really tough for sure. Because to be honest, they basically had to post right in front of him. Yeah. Uh, so the fact he was able to sort of uh, head that in it was excellent. Tony, and definitely one of the sort of best-headed finishes I've seen for a while. And second goal from Aaron Moy, the penalty kick, Aiden just kind of... Uh, Aaron Moy kind of deserved that recognition as well, scoring a goal because he was, he was outstanding again. And he has become the kind of new trier or one of part of that new triumvirate, the Hitati, McGregor and Moy in the midfield, and it used to be Hitati, McGregor, O'Reilly, but he'll take some shifting now, won't he? Yeah, he's very much sort of one of the main players for Celtic at the moment, isn't he? And yeah, yeah, again, chips on main assist, even if the assist was maybe not fully meant in that, it, you know, a lot of times the cross could have been maybe overhit or sort of, you know, parried away from the goalkeeper, but gets the assist and then the penalty, I think, we obviously touched on it. Uh, I know Sean had maybe said he wasn't fully sure, sort of Aaron Moy on penalties. Uh, I think it's just good to have somebody that has taken them and you're scoring them. Just obviously, I, I don't want to plan too far ahead, but just thinking about the League Cup final coming, you know, you, you could get a, a big penalty in that, or God forbid it goes to penalties. So mm-hmm. uh, it's to have somebody that's scoring regularly from the spot after Giran, which obviously did it last season. In this season, the locks not been great. Uh, also, Yakimakis has missed a couple, and Janovic himself missed one. So the fact that Aaron Moy sticking in away is is good to see. And yeah, he's starting to fire up the goal charts now, Tony as well. <laughs> Steve McGorry comes in about Jota and says, "Think Jota benefited from a rest last week in a serious competition. There isn't a squad for wingers now. That's a fair point as well, Eden. But I, I was just really impressed by Jota yesterday. I have to say." Yeah, I was really impressed by uh, Jota. He was, he was excellent all over the field. And sometimes it's hard to believe that Celtic got him for a, you know, the, the steal that he did. Uh, it feels mm-hmm. like actually somebody you are at least bringing your transfer record for or going on to sort of a new level of spending. The fact that they were able to get him for that sort of reduced price 
is 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 excellent. And yeah, he's been he's been a phenomenal sign. I think he's very much and he's sort of at his peak that he was getting back to last season. I know you'd obviously mentioned and it is up in the colour piece today that uh, there was there hasn't really been the insinuation recently that he's not been hitting the sort of form that he was at times in the, the campaign last season, but I think he is starting to sort of get to that level, Tony, would you agree? Oh, without a doubt, yeah, and there's a link to that piece that I put in some thoughts on uh, Celtic and Dundee United yesterday. Oh, without a doubt, but you spoke about getting them for a ridiculous fee, and even more ridiculous fee, i.e. nothing, was Aaron Moy, wasn't it? And uh, the manager said he should still be playing in the English Premier League. And when you see him play like that, you, you do wonder why, but thankfully, Ange, some insider knowledge of the player and has given them the platform to elevate his game to those kind of levels again and certainly Aaron Moy's taken it. One thing, I mean, it's great that he's tremendous on the park because he certainly hates talking off the park, doesn't he, Aidan, when you thrust a microphone in front of him? He's he's not the greatest, uh, probably the, the most non-demonstrative Australian I've ever seen, but hey, as long as he does, he's talking on the park, I don't particularly care, but he's a man of few words off it, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think he's a big fan of doing any sort of <laughs> interviews, is he? But like you say, does he's talking on the park and it was another really good performance from him yesterday. And obviously we've seen in the just when I mentioned interviews post match when him and McGregor were speaking to Sky. Yeah. McGregor was very keen to praise him and you could see that he's obviously enjoying playing with somebody with that quality in the midfield. Obviously when Aaron Lloyd kind of first came in, he was in and out, and then McGregor got his injury. So since the sort of World Cup break uh, concluded and McGregor came back, obviously, eh, they've been sort of a focal point in the middle of the park, and it's been excellent to see. It's somebody with a bit of experience as well, and they have yeah. to sort of help eh, Cal McGregor out. Obviously, we know he's phenomenal, but he's probably used to being the sort of most experienced head in there. And obviously, from a Celtic point of view, he is, but in terms of, like, you know, managing a game and playing at the highest level, Adam Moyes able to chip in with that. And it's just really sparked out so well for, like you say, a free transfer. I don't think anybody expected them to have contributed as much as they did at this time in the season when they came in in the summer. But yeah. it's been a really positive signing, and you, you can't complain at all about it. I loved that Sky interview yesterday, Aidan, because Callum McGregor's waxing lyrical about Aaron Moy and telling you how great he is and what a difference he's made. And they go to Aaron Moy and he's asked about the man who's just clocked up 400 appearances, and he's like, ah, he's a good player. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you should be proud of 400 appearances. I was killing myself laughing. There's a kind of chalk and cheese, but hey, the two of them are uh, excellent footballers, and I have to big up to Callum McGregor, 400 appearances, and I don't know, even that he he was excellent again yesterday, and I think uh, it's such a compliment to him that you only kind of notice when Callum McGregor's not excellent, and that's when you kind of comment, he set such a high bar, and the manager said he expects him to play another 400 games, and he said himself, well, that's the plan. And everybody that talks about him, I mean, the manager's quotes about him yesterday, he plays every game and every training session like he's got something to prove. I mean, that's just excellent, isn't it? And that rubs off on others because they always say when they do these, as Sean always says, whenever they do these Q&As with the TV channel, best trainer, Callum McGregor, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's wonderful that your captain really does set that example, doesn't he? Yeah, it's exactly what you need for the sort of team to be fully functioning, I would say. And Scott Brown, obviously, we, we spoke about that. I went before, did that for years. And McGregor very much moves in a different way, but it's just as effective. And 
it is probably the biggest compliment to him, like you say, Tony, that you only really notice when he's not having a good game. Yeah. Uh, even though, you know, 95% of the time he's, he's phenomenal. I think it's probably as just because that he's sort of sitting in that sort of deeper role, isn't he? So he's not having assists and goals as frequently as he maybe once did, which is maybe the traditional way that a lot of people uh, would sort of recognise a positive performance from a, a midfielder. But he's so important in there, Tony. And yeah, I, I hope he's got another 400 points in him. Andrew Gillia makes this point, even Celtic about Scotland's best and Australia's best in the midfield. Pretty hard to argue with that at the moment, is it not? It is hard to argue with that. Uh, yeah, I don't think you could say against it. I mean, we've seen we had in the World Cup, Tony. It was excellent, wasn't it? Against some really yeah. good teams. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think you could argue against that. And having those sort of international players at the highest level just is, speaks volumes in terms of Aaron Moy anyway, how good Andrew's recruitment's been, the fact that he got that person on a free transfer. And obviously we know the situation, he wasn't playing a lot of football, etc. I don't think he'd only played was it a few games in January, then the playoffs with uh, Australia yeah. before he came to Celtic in terms of his football in 2022. So that probably played into Celtic's hands in terms of being able to land his signature. But yeah, to have a player of that quality is, is superb and yeah, really exciting to see how well he's been doing. What impressed me yesterday about Celtic, uh, Adrian, was the fact that they, they didn't give up. I know they all be never stopped, but I'm talking about in terms of playing their football. They could so easily have thought after the first half that it was going to be one of those days. My father called me at half-time. It's going to be one of those days. We're not going to put the ball in the net. And I'm just like, calm down, relax, you know. But, you know and, that, and I think you know that, that kind of attitude and that kind of mindset can seep into the players at times. But... I mean, six minutes after the break and they're a goal ahead and then not, not long after they're two ahead. I, I said in that colour piece that you mentioned that the, the game was finished after the first goal because I never felt that United threatened Celtic in any real shape or form. So it was just a question of getting the breakthrough. But they plugged away until it came. Yeah, they did. And it, there's been plenty of games this season where maybe it's been a wee bit later than Andrew would have liked until Celtic scored. But they're just... They're so effective, aren't they? You've always got a feeling they're going to get opportunities and they've been very clinical this season. I know there was maybe a period where they weren't scoring as many goals and there was a couple of games that were tight, sort of going through maybe just before that World Cup period. They were winning the matches with the exception of the St Martin game. Yeah. But, and, and the Rangers game, sorry. Uh, but they, they've also they were winning the games outside of that, but sometimes the results weren't as convincing as they should have been. But... Yesterday was, yeah, I didn't have any doubt Celtic were going to score. Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen up the other end. Somebody can make a mistake, etc. And that lets all position in. But in terms of sort of Celtic themselves, I had no doubt they were going to score or get the opportunity to score anyway, Tony. But I look at that first half, you know, Kyogo's must have sat inside 30 seconds. The goalie saved low, Kyogo with his, with his foot. You know, Hatati's hit a deflected one off the post, a clipped one off the post. Jota's he's had a marvellous save from Jota, and Jota's curled one wide as well. So it wasn't as if Celtic weren't threatening, I thought, you know. So, and I, they were unlucky in the first half not to go on ahead. Yeah, they were lucky. And I think uh, Callum McGregor was asked about that in his sort of full time interview, and he said that the manager was like, just keep doing what you're doing. You've been dominating the game, chances are going to come. And that's sort of the mentality Celtic have got at this point under Postacoglu. There's always confidence that they know with their football, particularly domestically, that they're going to create chances. And 
there's evidence to back that up. Two trophies last season, 50 wins for Andrews, a manager, top of the league, nine points this season. So, yeah, there's plenty of examples that are always going to score goals. And I think that they're right to have that confidence because just that's the sort of style that the manager's brought in has been so effective and long may it continue, Tony. Right, we've gone nearly 16 and a half minutes, Aidan. Can't avoid it any longer. Penalties for Celtic, well, one penalty given, one penalty not. We'll start with the first one. Now, we spoke off air and I said to you, and you were kind of in agreement with me, that at first glance I thought it was a penalty because I actually thought the Dundee United player nudged Kyogo into the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper made contact, came through him, and then he punched the ball. I've seen various... Uh, TV clips and angles, I'm not as convinced as I was initially, and I can understand why uh, Don Robertson has gone to the TV screen, had a look at it, and then came to the decision that he came to, because I thought, like Don, that it was a penalty at first, at first viewing. I'm not as convinced now, and I think possibly VAR got that one right, and I also went with Callum McGregor's comments as well because Callum also said he, he didn't think it was a penalty now the second one's definitely a penalty and then I'm asking if that's a penalty for handball then the Dundee United defender should have been sent off by the top not procedure and he should get a second yellow and I'm basing that on the fact that when Celtic got penalties given against him for handball by Barnaby when he didn't see the ball that time against United and O'Reilly against Ross County both of them were booked for that so that that's them rules are them rules, Aiden. So I think the United player should have walked, but at least Celtic got the penalty to put the game to bed. Yeah, in terms of the first one, like you said, we did talk off air and we kinda of agreed that first time we thought it was a stone wall. Yeah. Uh, but when you when you seen it the second time it wasn't as clear cut, the technology probably did its job there in a way. Or the referee was then told to go and look at the monitor for a detailed look rather than sort of what's been happening a few times this season when there's maybe been a decision that's needed to be looked at, but he's just went with what the VAR officials have told him. He's, you know, he was told to go and have a look, and then I think overall you could see why that wasn't given, because like you, I did think that the Dundee United defender sort of nudged Keogh in and there hadn't been much contact in the ball because it happened so fast. I thought he... I could see he'd get a slight touch, the goalkeeper, but I thought he went right through him somewhere to uh, yeah. one against Bayer Leverkusen last season away from home when uh, the goalkeeper, if you remember the one that Juranovic scored, the Penenka, yes. yeah, the, yeah. The, the goalkeeper went up and he got absolutely no contact on Kyogo. Uh, almost sort of, uh, to be honest, that night he did kind of punch him. Uh, almost <laughs> knocked him clean out. I thought it, uh, at first it was a wee bit similar to that, but when you see it again, I think the referee probably did get it right and the VAR officials were correct in that instance. In terms of the second one, yeah, I mean, it was a deliberate handball. It was obviously uh, they were saying that on the commentary in Sky, and we didn't need all the different angles and stuff. It was clear to see it was a penalty. Uh, I know there was still a bit of deliberation over it with uh, VAR officials and that, etc. But it was, it was a clear penalty, and uh, it was given. Should that be another yellow card? I mean, yeah, I, I would say so because he, he's deliberately stopped the ball. He's been ruled that he's put his hand out there to try and give Dundee United a sporting advantage. So. I mean, I don't, I don't like to see players get sent off. Anyway. No, no, no. I'm only going on the decisions that have affected Celtic players with that similar situation with handball, yeah, yeah, handball and, yeah. and bookings. And uh, I, I've said before, I, I don't want favours. I just want fairness. 
I want clarity and I want them to get these big calls right. I've always said that, but I just think the officials are so inept and uh, the VAR officials working that are, are hopeless as well. So, But I, I'm not saying that Joe Long's making right. I would never advocate for a player to get sent off, but I'm talking about application of, of the rules. And by that procedure, then he should have had a second yellow, which would have been a red card. Yeah, that was my thoughts anyway. I mean, I think Andy Walker said that on commentary. Uh, that it probably should have been a second yellow card because it's individually, usually anyway, a yellow card offence. You had a little bit of handball in the box like that, like you say, even the ones that the players didn't really know anything about, like Bernabe yeah. and that, etc. Uh, that was ruled to be a handball, wasn't it? And ruled to be a yellow card, sorry. So, yeah, I would have thought so. That would have been a, a second yeah. booking, but obviously not. But I've also said before, Aidan, that, you know, our job is to watch Celtic games and dissect them. So you have a litany of decisions that go forward against you. I'm not disputing that every other club in the league has a litany of decisions as well. And their supporters will say, but what about that? What about that? I get that too. And I've said that. And it's up to them to, to flag it up or call it out. But we watch Celtic for a living. So we talk about Celtic decisions and decisions that affect uh, Celtic. So in case anyone say, but what about this? What about that? I, I'm... I'm fully aware, but I, I'm also aware that our officials in this country, and especially since Varkman, have proven themselves to be totally and utterly inept. As I've said before, no team wants favours. They just want fairness. They just want consistency. And since VAR's been rolled out and rolled in, we've had anything but Aiden, haven't we? Yeah, it's kind of been flagged up, really, that sometimes the officials haven't been doing their job properly to be honest since the VAR came in to be blunt about it uh, hopefully it is something that's going to improve over time but at the moment there has still been maybe teething issues isn't the right word because you should argue there really shouldn't be given how long the technology's kind of been in place around uh, football even if it's only came in at Scotland recently but the manager obviously said that after the game that he's mm-hmm. kind of not wanting to talk about VAR anymore and he's just going to focus on the football yeah and no, there's problems still with it. Every manager would say the same, etc. Uh, but obviously, you know, we're covering Celtic, so we are going to we're, mm. we're covering Celtic games. I should say, sorry, if, if something happens in that game, like, we're going to touch on it regardless of the result. But I'm fast agreeing with the manager, Ed, and I like to talk about football things. I hate coming on this morning briefing and talking about VAR, but we can't escape it, can we? Because nearly every other game involving Celtic, there's been a VAR issue. Yeah, you don't know they go more than a run or two or three games without there being some sort yeah. of VAR controversy. So, yeah, it can it can be difficult to not talk about it, to be honest. But at, at times, when, when decisions have happened, but in terms of the first one, obviously, you know, we think they got that right. The second one, obviously, the penalty decision was correct, but maybe the the Dundee United player should have received a second yellow card. Now, Eden, you did a small piece on O and his contribution when he came on. Uh, and you, you seem to be put very. You were very positive about him. Did, were you impressed by his week in a cameo? Got about eight to ten minutes on the park. Yeah, I was very impressed. Before, uh, to be fair, it was just just a brief uh, sort of first look. Yeah, basically just describing the sort of touches that he had in the game. Even though he was only on the pit, I think it was for about twelve or thirteen minutes in total, including added yeah. time. I think it was the second minute or so he was subbed on, and yeah, it was just basically describing what had happened. I thought he looked quite sharp. Uh, he looked so he's got plenty of pace, which is obviously something that Postacoglu is a big fan of. Uh, 
he looked pretty direct as well. Obviously, with a small cameo like that, it's hard for him to have an impact in terms sure. of getting into goal-scoring opportunities. But there was one he sort of started to drive it under the United defence, and it looked like it was going to open up an opportunity. But he's passed to Haxavana, which was just behind him. And then there was also uh, a few good, nice touches, etc., that he had. And then right at the end, uh, obviously, he, he kind of puts in a really, really good cross, a high-quality ball. If Matt O'Reilly, Jota, etc. had played that, you know, we'd all be going phenomenal ball. Uh, somehow, my dad doesn't score. I, I don't really know. It looked harder. It looked one of those ones that was harder to miss, really, to be honest, Tony. But yeah. It was a brilliant ball in, and uh, I thought that was a really positive thing to see from all. The fact that he's got that potential to assist players as well as hopefully yeah. score goals. Being a Celtic striker, you know, you, you need to do more to just score goals. You need to contribute in the build-up play. And outside, they're just putting the ball in the back of the net. So, overall, it was positive. But he should have picked up an assist, Tony. I don't know how he did. No, I think he'll be, he'll be saying to me either what happened there. But I think most Celtic supporters were off their seats, you know, cheering our third. And then couldn't believe it that he, he didn't score. And I'm sure Maida Maida's the only one that can explain why he didn't score that one. But yeah, that would have that would have put a a better gloss on the performance and the scoreline I thought Aiden. But yeah, like you, small sample size, you no, know, too early to make any kind of judgments. But like like what I see Novo and what he's capable of. And I, I think goes back to the manager talking about the whole kind of selfless nature of the Celtic players, that's what he wants. As you see there he you know, he should have should have had an assist. It's good to see that he is going to get involved in that, and he will, he will go out wide and and provide if he has to as well. So, no, the encouraging signs, and I guess every Celtic fan wants to see more of all, don't they? And they're just deciding what song to attribute to him. You know, been plenty of suggestions, Aidan. So, there you go. But he won't be short of a song or six, will he? No, definitely not. I'll, I'll trust the fans to come up with a good song for him. <laughs> uh, in terms of, oh, obviously we know that Kyogo is probably going to be starting the majority of the games. I mean, yep. there's not really... Obviously, there was the match recently against Morton, which Kyogo ended up starting. It was also before all arrived, but <clears throat> that was really the sort of only match that I had sort of pictured in the calendar that was going to allow Ange to rest some players, and he ended up not really resting them that much, at least in the first half. So he's maybe not going to get a lot of game time at the moment anyway. Assuming Kyogo stays fit, but there'll be games hopefully that are wrapped up 60 minutes, etc. That the manager will be keen to get Kyogo off and hopefully get all on. Uh, but obviously, we'll, I'm sure we'll briefly touch on Yakimakis' situation before the end, but it does look like he is probably departing Celtic. So if we assume that it's Kyogo, no, I think there will be opportunities for game time, but it might be a wee while before he starts a game tour, just based off this current run of fixtures. Yes, indeed. And also, yeah, we'll find out in the fullness of time what's happening at all. But Anne said yesterday that he expects something to happen before the uh, the deadline day uh, expires, which is midnight on Tuesday night. So I would imagine Anne, uh, George Jackamakis will be heading for pastures now. Uh, as I say, that's he was left out of the squad on Sunday yesterday while Anne said there was things going on in the background. So we're taking it from that that he, he's going to believe in Aiden and it will be Kyogo and all who will be the two strikers, the two main strikers that will lead the line for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think so. That's what it's looking like. I mean, obviously, he's not been involved in three squads and how Yakimakis, and he's not injured as far as we know, based off what the manager said. He obviously did apparently have that wee knock for, I think it was the St. Murren game. 
But uh, so that's at least two games anyway that he's uh, not been involved for. I think he was basically saying that he's maybe not his mind was elsewhere, but that he didn't. The manager didn't think it was fair to put him in. Pretty much, he'd, he'd stated that. So I think I'm just saying it's exactly what was done for in the lines of he expects a conclusion that's satisfactory to all parties. Very definite there. He's hoping for that over the next couple of days, and I think it is probably likely that. Yakimakis would leave. The fact that Ole's been brought in, I know we'd obviously touched on Tony, maybe even before the January window opened. Uh, it may have been during the World Cup break when we were just discussing, like, you know, where Celtic are going to strengthen. I think we'd hope that maybe a third striker comes in with Yakimakis and Kyogo both staying and being fully fit because it's good to bolster the squad. But yeah, it, it does look like he's probably moving on, doesn't it? Yes, it does indeed. Well, as I say, that'll come out today or tomorrow. Certainly has got some kind of resolution on that, Aidan, as you say, satisfactory outcome for all parties, which was the the manager was saying. Also, Aidan, the manager, 50 wins, 50 league wins he chopped up uh, yesterday, and also Celtic, I think that was was that five clean sheets in a row. Is that right? Memory Uh, So, obviously, we'd be going back the game yesterday, Morton. St. Martin, and then the two against Kelly, so five, yeah. Yeah, so five, yeah. So, you know, so big up to Ange for 50 league wins. Uh, excellent. I think that's 50 out of he, he managed to achieve 50 league wins in 61 games or something. Yeah. Is that right? Marcus, does it, Tony? After so, Martin O'Neill. After Martin O'Neill, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that Bad was... <laughs> yeah, he's in great company there, isn't he? So, indeed, uh, but no, I think he was, uh, he was asked about that yesterday and just said, well, Here's to another, making it another 50. So, yeah, I, I think uh, he he's not big on personal milestones unless it's for somebody else, isn't he? Yeah, he's said that before. I think he was talking about, uh, I think it's in his book he mentions, when they, obviously when Australia won the uh, Asian Cup, the first sort of major honour uh, for, for the for the country in terms of football. And he was getting talked about how, you know, being the first sort of Australian manager to when I'm the major sort of international domestic owner for any country anywhere, and then obviously it being for his own nation. Yeah. And he kind of goes on about, oh, it's just about the team and that, etc. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really wanting to discuss the fact that he'd made his own personal history. So, yeah, I wasn't always really surprised to see his reaction to those comments. But I wouldn't mind another 50-plus and possibly probably old victories, Tony, if it was possible. <laughs> yes, I think the self supporters are, are hoping that he, he sticks around for another 50, and I'm, I'm sure he will. He's... If he's talking like that, then it's like a man that's you know, eyes firmly focused on the job at hand. So there you go. Excellent, Aidan. Well, that's been half an hour of top chat and dissection of Dundee United. Now, Celtic, anything else you you wanted to say, Aidan, about yesterday? Or we covered everything? Anything else catch your eye? Or? Uh, no, pretty much just covered everything. Uh, obviously, Jota was superb. Aaron Moy was excellent. McGregor. Uh, good to see you getting his debut. I think pretty much everything was touched on there, Tony. And that central defensive partnership back in the old routine. Cameron yeah, Carter, exactly. was yeah, eight that, and <laughs> that was probably the other, that was probably the only other thing they, they were also we touched on briefly that they were they played well, but it was good to see them back and Kobe Ashi had two obviously positive performances, but you understand Ange wanting to bring back uh, Starfield and Carter yeah. because it's been such an effective partnership and yeah, it's good to have more options defensively now as well. So, all positive at the moment, Tony, anyway. Yep, Celtic still nine points clear at the top of the 
Scottish Premiership table. Move on to Wednesday night and home game against Livingston, and we'll cover that over the next couple of days on the briefing. Now, just draw your attention once again to the deal that we have. It's the penultimate day of the deal, guys, so you want to get involved, you need to be quick, and you can enjoy four months of access for a pound. Everything that we write on the website, you can get access to that. It costs you just a pound for the next four months, but if you do subscribe, you'll get you'll receive a limited edition bespoke A3 artwork by renowned football artist made by Frankie. You can see it on the screen there. Two days to go, guys. Get involved. Click of a button. Join us. www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And we also say thank you to our new sponsors, Seneca. The Celtic Way Morning Briefing is now sponsored by Seneca Medical Group. And Seneca are the number one hair transplant company in Europe and they offer innovative hair restoration treatments. And you can find out more about Seneca via the links in the description of this video. We'll be back tomorrow, Aidan, roughly the same time, sometime after 10. Pete McGee's around between 10 and quarter past usually. But hey, there you go. Hope you've enjoyed that, guys. Another happy Monday, Aidan. Celtic still nine points clear at the top. We move on to... Wednesday and an outing against home outing against Livingston. Thanks for your contribution, Aidan. First class. Thanks yes. for the comments, guys. Speak to you all again tomorrow. Cheers, guys. <laughs>